Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the 360 Recruiting Podcast, a podcast for OU recruiting fans by Sooners360.com. Each week we catch you up on the latest in OU recruiting news and provide opinions and evaluations on all things OU football recruiting. I'm Chris Mason, lead recruiting analyst for Sooners360.com. I'm joined this week by Caleb Cummings, Sooners360.com talent evaluator and opinion creator, the usual co-host of the show with me. We're doing a two-parter again this week. This is episode 59. Part one is portal arrivals and portal exits. Uh, uh, Part two, which we've also will be recording tonight, will be called The SEC Schedule is Here. As always, we begin with the latest Sooner recruiting news. Now, Caleb and I and our co-host Matt Burns in part two are going to talk all about uh, Danny Stutzman and... Billy Bowman returning and the Caleb, and sorry, the Caden Green exit, not Caleb Green, Caden Green. Sorry to throw you in there under the bus there just for a second, Caleb. So uh, we'll talk about all that in part two. So if that's the, 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 the gritty news you want to hear, listen to this and then download part two and you can hear our amusing take on uh, what's sure to be an amusing take on that issue. So... As always, we begin with commitments first. And while we have no high school commitments to talk about, we recorded last week right as Spencer Brown and some other commitments were occurring from the portal. So we'll start off with the positive portal additions that OU has made. I think Caleb OU's hit three or four key areas that we had talked about with offensive tackle being the first one. We also felt like OU needed a running back. And prob- and a cornerback, if a cornerback and running back, if they could find the right guys. So Caleb, I think OU's hit several several of their keys there, and we'll talk about those three key players first before we talk about maybe the most interesting guy that they got, which would be the the wide receiver verbal. So right off the bat, OU got Spencer Brown. They targeted Spencer 
early. He's a multi-year player at Mississippi. Sorry, Michigan State. Uh, 6'6", 315. Big guy. He's got a lot of experience. He's played a lot of good defensive ends in the Big Ten. Uh, Caleb, just a quick opinion. What do you think OU is getting with uh, with Spencer Brown? Well, I mean, it's an interesting one. I, so I went in and I, I watched his tape. Uh, and then I also watched uh, a handful of other guys. You know, there's a there's a kid. Uh, his name escapes me. He's been a backup left tackle at, at Notre Dame the last two years to what is the best left tackle in college football. Let's go off to the NFL. But in 21, started six games. I should remember his name. Uh, it's left me here. And, uh, and and watch the C.J. Clark, the 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 kid out of uh, New Mexico, that some folks were were pretty high on. And I will say. So uh, Michael uh, Carmody is the Notre Dame tackle. You see, I think I see, I see why Bill and why Oklahoma targeted Spencer Brown and said, "Okay, we think we want you to be our guy," because um, he has flashes, both good and bad, and there is some bad. Uh, I think at times he doesn't bend as well as you want at the does not bend as well as you want at times uh, in the knees. Sometimes he's not as violent with his hands as he needs to be. He can be a little uh, lackadaisical or sloppy. And then I mean, some of what Michigan State does, and I think Gabe uh, on their pod did a did a great job talking about this. Right? Yeah, There's yeah. just some some of the technique stuff. You're like, oh man. Uh, now I don't know how much Jerry Schmidt can change physically. I, I imagine a decent amount, but you know he was at he was at Michigan State, a Big Ten school for five years or four years or whatever it is. So, you know, I don't know how much will will change physically, but also always be reminded, unlike speed or quickness, which can you know your alt your your premier that can be achieved like really you know. 21, 22, like strongest people in the world. You know, we talked about this, right? You watch the World Strong Men. These are guys that are in their mid 30s, effectively early 30s, right? It's just that's something you build through time. So maybe you can get, you know, he'll continue to get stronger. But you see all the role tools there. Like you see, like his ability when he when he needs to, when he can get a hold of someone, he can anchor like better than those other guys. He can, he moves. He's he shows like surprising movement at times. He's long for days, you know? I mean, I think he was a guy when he went into the portal, like I mentioned this to you and I was like, this in some ways is exactly who I would expect to look around college football and say like, okay, I want to change my life. I want to go be an NFL player. I'm going to go let Bill Biedenbo coach me up and do that. Like I know Bill's taken – some, you know, there's been guys on the internet that will hammer them in things because of how recruiting has gone or not even really recruiting. They've recruited really well this year, but you know, how the room looks from guys leaving and, and transfers and, and whatnot uh, out of the program uh, misses on some of the guys that were ranked really high. Uh, hint, like uh, if, if everybody that's ranked really high is a miss, it's, <laughs> it's the ranking service. But anyway, uh, he, He's he's exactly what you'd want. I, I think you know uh, he's got a ton of upside, a ton of potential. I'm really interested to see what what Bill will do for him because I'll be honest with you, I think like Walter Rouse had better film at Stanford 
but I, this is and this is a, absolutely a truth. If you watch Rouse's tape, both from his junior year, because I think he was a fifth year guy, right? When he was healthy, had a healthy shoulder, and even from when his shoulder was bad, he was significantly better this year under Bill at Oklahoma than he was at any time under Stanford. Like he, he was just noticeably really? significantly okay. better. Like his, uh, yeah. I mean, he really was, he struggled some at Stanford, like with, uh, like shorter, more like twitchier guys that could get under his pads and they would, they would kind of work him, uh, and, and be able to, uh, you know, uh, wouldn't anchor as well. Yeah. And that was like not a problem. You know, when, when guy, when he got against guys that tried to really use power and go down the center of him, his tech, he was just better. You know, he did, you know, intelligent guys. So I'm sure he took coaching really well and was able to really do everything was Bill was telling him to do. And I think some of what Oklahoma did from a scheme perspective was, was a bit better, just particularly in pass pro, uh, than what Stanford did. But I mean, he was significantly better. And, and so like that to me, I look at that and I'm like, wow, okay. Like, Walter Rouse was significantly better on tape at Oklahoma than he was at Stanford. And I would expect the same thing with Spencer Brown. I would expect him to be significantly better. And he's got all the tools, all the measurables, all those pieces that you would say like, hey, can he hold up against, you know, really top, top guys? Well, hey, if, if he gets technique right, like, yeah, <laughs> you're just looking at a guy that's 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, uh, he's got a wingspan of a 6'9 guy. And so he's he's got – got the length he's you know uh gets those feet right and, and just continue to to drop that ass down a little bit and be able to set down a little bit better yeah i think he's got he's what you we're looking for to be able to potentially come in and, and start opposite of uh uh jake sexton no no wait wait yep yep yep, that's, yep jake no, that's right you, you read it right so one of the things i i think to, when we talked about this was there may be Rouse is more complete, but there was less yeah. runway. That's an absolutely a great way to whereas, say Whereas, Whereas Brown isn't quite as polished, but there's a little more upside. And with Brown, one difference we get is he can go through spring ball. Rouse was hurt and didn't couldn't go through spring ball, couldn't go through summer workouts. It wasn't until like July he was really clear, June, July, that we saw him out of the sling. Brown, hopefully, you know, should be able to get into Norman, hit the ground running, go through spring uh, productively, and, you know, work on all the things you're talking about. Have all of those practices, wait and do the full Schmitty car wash over the summer, winter, do the, you know, and work on all those things you're talking about. So maybe, maybe Bill can, you know, eat up some of this kid's runway and make him, um, and not only make, you know, just hit all the things you're talking about, and all of a sudden he's like, this and as you said on tape, wow, this guy's much better this year. He really was, which only helps. Which only, which really helps. That's a that's an advertising statement right there. Um, just in yeah, general. I think so. so yeah, you, you really um, summed it up well when you say that you know Rouse was a a a, a more finished, refined product, uh, and and this young man is is less so. And I don't know if he's how many offensive line coaches he's run through, and and you and I have talked about this. All of these kids that went through COVID, you know, it's take it took. I mean, <laughs> probably over a year of development and just blew it up. Like, hey, you're not getting nutrition, you're not getting strength and conditioning, you're not getting coaching, you know, and and for a position that's all about development in all those areas, that that hurts. So yeah, I, I mean, you nailed it. Like his, he's got 
you know, some, some tools as it relates to length and the ability to move his feet a little bit better, uh, that, that Walter, you know, had to make up for in other ways. And so, yeah, he's, um, I'll be interested to see what he looks like. Cause I mean, I will say this about Bill, he's pulled off some miracles in my mind. Like, <laughs> like I put this, like if you, when you showed me Cody Ford at guard in 2016, I never, you could not have convinced me he would have been an all American tackle. Like it just, it couldn't have convinced me it would happen. And so, you know, we'll see. Nah, smoke, smoke, smoke and mirrors, I mean, whatever. Was, he couldn't whatever. have convinced me and, he, and it yeah. did. I mean, he got in better shape uh, and got coached up and, and became that. Yeah. I mean, I just, um, it's interesting. So, Oh, you then picked up. We they said they went on a cornerback, and again, like Spencer Brown, oh, you identified two guys in the from the cornerback group they really wanted. One was Tory, as a Toriano Prime. Yeah. He never gave anybody a choice. He was going to Missouri for the entire time. That was never. No one ever got a chance to talk to him and and do anything differently. But they did focus on Des. Is it Des John Malone? It's Des John Malone. I think it is um, from San Diego State, and they got him on campus and. He quickly chose OU. Again, I in recruiting, I like kids that quickly choose OU and don't screw around and realize what OU's brand is and what, what OU's good doing for them. I think Jay Valais quietly building a very good reputation as a cornerback coach here at OU now that he's sort of stabilized. He's not job hopping so yeah. much. Um, so they got they got Des Malone, and he's 6'1", 6'2", every bit 200 pounds. He's got some good stats, and he's a long – good-looking athlete that, you know, adds to that – it just adds to that group of guys in the cornerback room. I, I mean, I – you know, I've, I've watched less tape of him uh, than than I, than I did. It's hard finding some tape on some of Spencer these guys. Spencer Brown was easier. There, There is a guy that, that does a, a good job on YouTube of, of taking games, and he'll, he'll do offensive and defensive cuts. And so it takes out all, you know, yeah. anything in between. And it's just, and you can watch, hey, I'm watch all Michigan State offensive line versus Minnesota or all Michigan State offensive line versus Penn State. You can watch those. You can't find that for San Diego State. So you've got to like wade through and look for snaps and see things. But I'll be honest, like on the surface, I like this more than, than, than Oklahoma landing uh, Toriano Pride. And I know Pride was like a former five star, but man, like, the number of five-star corners that are like five, nine and a half, five, ten, I think that's not real. I think that's a byproduct of seven-on-seven seven circuits, and it's not realistic. You know, when you get against a, a Zion Kearney who trots out and who's 6'3", 200 pounds, and as fast as you, like, all those things you're lacking get exposed, you know. Uh, but, the th- but the reason I like – uh, this kid so much, right? Uh, Malone is 6'2", 200 pounds. He has starts at both safety and at corner, right? He's got over 20 starts. Yeah, San Diego State has played good football. I mean, they, they and I, you know, I, I think people realize this, right? When Oklahoma, like you, we watched Oklahoma play SMU and yeah, Oklahoma's better and Oklahoma's deeper, but SMU and like those levels of programs, they still have really good players, you know, 
what this guy helps so much is that flexibility. And you just talked about it, right? Oklahoma's got, you know, so Kendall Dolby, he's, he's played corner. He's played, you know, the nickel or the cheetah, right? You've got Josiah Wagner. You've got Gentry Williams. You've got Makari Vickers and Jacoby Johnson. You've got these guys. Okay. Now you've got this 6'2", 200 pound guy and you've got Peyton Bowen, Robert Spears Jennings. You've got a veteran now where if you need, you know, an additional corner. We saw Key Lawrence playing corner, you know, in in the in the Cotton Bowl against Texas, you know, or you need a guy that can play safety because you know Robert Spears Jennings gets banged up or something, and fingers crossed, you know, we want this happen to anybody. But you've got a guy with a bunch of experience, a bunch of snaps played against good competition that you feel like, hey, we can toss you in there. And I think it, it gives Oklahoma additional flexibility, or maybe they say like, hey, you know what, like. We really like him at uh, the cheetah and, you know, uh, it's kind of that, you know, uh, safety and cheetah spot. We're going to kick Kendall Dolby to corner full time and we're going to let him compete at corner full time. And so it was talked about they were going to do before for Justin Harrington went down. Right. So I, I love it. I love that pickup because I don't think Toriano pride, I don't, he wouldn't give you that flexibility. And I also don't know that he comes in right. and I don't know that he's good enough to, you know, jump over and start in front of any of the guys we just ran through, you know? So th- that's where I think this is a, this is really an impactful ad. And I, I love the fact that you can play both positions. Cause, and again, it's just depth. I mean, OU was on fumes in their secondary. And they the really season. were, I mean, they, I mean, the linebackers were beat up and the secondary was on fumes. Bowen was banged up. Gentry was banged up. It was, it was, yeah. You wonder why the defense became, struggled it was because they were they, they were just they were piecemealing it together so oh you had three running backs at the portal Tommy Walker's practicing with the team I'm not quite sure what's going on with that but regardless Marcus Major Dalen Smothers are both gone uh OU needed to add a running back into the room competition wise so they went with a guy from Tennessee Martin which I, I would if most of our listeners are not quite familiar with that football program. That would be completely understandable, but I think they got a pretty good, a pretty good running back in Sam Franklin. I agree. So I, you know, every position has these things like these attributes that just get really overlooked. You know, everybody looks at like a Trey Sanders, you know, that goes to Alabama, and you're like, oh man, look at you know him on the hoof, and uh, he saw his forty time. Love, love that. He's going to be just this monster. And I know it's been a lot of injuries for him, you know, but it's other things, right? It's like, it's your vision. It's your balance. It's the, you know, acceleration. It's those, those things. I think that's where he, you know, he's going to be really, really helpful. I think we all can be realistic when we looked at Oklahoma this year. And I know like Barnes had the toe issue and the foot issue. So he just wasn't himself. Don't know what he will, you know, he's just banged up all year, right? And then Sawchuck, he had the the hamstring. So, you know, he took him late in the year. And I don't know that he was ever fully 100%. But Oklahoma was missing a little bit of juice in that running back room. Like they just were, it was a wild experience to, we, I think I put, you know, put this thread together and like ran back the history of Oklahoma tailbacks to like, you know, 1993. You know, you start rolling out and you're like, man, even in bad years, they were trotting out guys like Damon Parker, you know, or Gerald Moore. It was like, you know, really guys that played in the NFL. And here, what what, what happened, 
you know, because uh, if you were watching Oklahoma play against I mean, Kansas or Oklahoma State or TCU, and, uh, I mean, even West Virginia, right, UCF, and all those teams, their running backs looked more explosive and they were better than Oklahoma's. You know, in terms of like, yeah, Oklahoma's had the star ratings and, and, and I know guys were banged up, all those things, but just like on the field, who's doing it, who looks best. And those, you know, Oklahoma's behind all those guys. I know this kid played at a lower end ball, but like you see that stuff, right? You see like kind of what we saw some matter like the UCF back. You see the, you know, the acceleration, the explosion, uh, explosive ability, ability to take it to the house. Uh, I mean, I love it just from a, even from a competition standpoint. You know, you bring a kid in and uh, it's just going to call it survival of the fittest. You know, Oklahoma's got a talented running back room and they're bringing in talented guys. But, you know, bringing a vet like this that you can say, hey, made a ton of plays, played good competition. Uh, We're going to toss you in there and and let's go. You know, I think you feel, I mean, it was needed. It was really needed. Now, down to the fourth uh, commitment. Now, I didn't think wide receiver was really a portal need. Um, because I just thought the young white, you know, let the young guys eat. Um, but OU went out and got who the guy some people think is the best portal wide receiver out there. They went and grabbed Dion Burks from Purdue, and uh, there's a highlight film out of it. You can find highlight stuff on him <laughs> very easily on YouTube. He's got a highlight reel and. He looks like one of those OU slot receivers where OU went from like Clayton to Broyles to to Shepard, Saunders, just guys you said ate all day in the air raid system. Oh man. So Yeah. I, I mean, some some people think he's a second second round draft pick potentially, uh with a, with another year of college another year of college football. So well, I'm, I'm like, okay, I, didn't, I don't think OU needs a wide receiver. I look at him and I see perhaps a little more shift to the air raid and, and just knowing how much the slot eats in that offense. Deion Brooks looks like he could be an elite slot for OU and you just sort of plug all the other pieces in that roster and go. Man, I agree completely. And I'll, I'll be honest, I think he's got like enough so he's explosive enough that if there were some moments where Oklahoma's like, hey, we want to kick you out wide just to, you know, from a matchup perspective, and we're going to throw, you know, some deep balls to you because we know we can get one on one, you know, outside uh, with no, no safety help. Like, I mean, absolutely. I think the guy can do everything. And I've heard some people say, you know, you look at like maybe he looked at all that Drake Stoops had done in that slot and said, I want that many touches. I'll be honest, there's no possible way in my mind that he can get as many touches as what Drake had because this isn't a shot at Drake, but Drake was a possession receiver. If Burks is getting that many balls his way, Oklahoma and he are scoring so many points that they're in late in games, they're up and they're running the football. <laughs> they're just not going to be just feeding him the ball that way. He's a uh, man, 5'11 and a little bit of change, 195, 200 pounds. Uh, you know, twitched up, can run, can run through trash. He's he. I would not be shocked if he doesn't turn into uh, Jackson Arnold's just favorite favorite target, favorite weapon. I mean, I I think we'll and again, you know, we'll see. I think we'll see a lot of uh, the scheme carryover. I think we're going to see a melding and a marrying of 
a multitude of schemes. I'll bet we see Oklahoma do some different stuff from a run game blocking perspective, more of what Bill wants to do. And I think, you know, we'll start to see some intermediate uh, passing game and different formations because that's what Seth is used to and what he wants to do. But I also bet we get same a lot of the wide splits and vertical shots, and, you know, and where a guy like Burks really changes that is, you know, when you've got a, you know, a, a Jaden Gibson uh, and, and, you know, uh, Anderson on the outside, kids that can run, kids that can get vertical. And now you've got a kid in the slot that if teams are playing like a too high look, his ability to get up the seam for six is something Oklahoma hasn't had the last two years. I mean, I guess Marvin Mims with Oklahoma put him in the slot a little bit, you know, but I, I mean, I think that Burks is probably. Uh, with, a, with a QB who can hit that dime, who can throw that dime, who could hit that deep seam and, and over the, drop it over the, drop it over the defender. That's an interesting thing. Like I, I think that's going to be fun to watch is, you know, the, there is a, pretty big arm strength difference between, you know, Jackson and and Dylan. And from what we've seen, you know, Jackson throws a deep ball extremely well because I think he's just he his timing's better on it. You know, he he knows when to get rid of it. Yeah. And like that that how that opens up and how that changes things and how that will open up, you know, the intermediate underneath for a guy like Burks. I mean, I can see why he would come in and if they were able to sit down and say, look, this is what we do. This is where you're going to fit. How he would see, like, oh, okay, like I'm going to play in that much space, and you guys are going to get me the ball really quick. Like, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm eating, all, eating day. all day. I'm eating all day. He's going to be a second round draft pick type guy, you know. So I think we're, you know, it's really the it's the it's the thirteenth, fourteenth, thirteenth we're recording this. We're really a week into the portal. I think they have picked up these four guys right off the bat. Is a good start. We'll see what OU's got work to do. The Burks thing is just shocking in some regards, you know. And and, and even even yeah, it's a but it's a really good start. It is. It is. Even Brown, you know, you've added because I look at the Big Ten. The Big Ten is a is a line of scrimmage league. You know, he's played the last four that years against Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. It's not a it's not a quarterback. No, league. but you know, it's, but you know what I mean. Like the guys <laughs> he's lined up against are, you know, it's Aiden Hutchinson. Right, he's he's lined up yeah, against yeah, like yeah. a bunch of NFL defensive ends, and so you know, Bill tweaks some things, you know, and he he's not gonna he's not gonna be shocked or overwhelmed by anybody tossed out in front of him. And he came here to he came here specifically. He he chose OU. He aggressively chose OU. He actually wanted to play for Bill out of high school. That's fantastic. Um, he was actually pretty. He was a top two hundred, top two fifty type. Player out of high school, based upon the rankings I could dig up back from when he was uh, looking. So, all right, so that's the portal. Now, really, traditionally, a show a week before signing day, high school signing day, should be just full of high school rumors, guys visiting, late offers. We're sweating four or five guys who are going to choose OU or maybe won't choose OU with their decisions all getting lined up. Well, we got absolutely none of that. OU's <laughs> got 26 commitments. There's no new offers, high school. There's no new late visitors. There's like, we have Eddie Pierre-Louis deciding on Friday. Um, all signs point to OU. 
we're going to hold off on our Eddie Pierre love until he actually puts, until I actually see whatever OU hat they can find to fit that noggin. Because Eddie's got a, Eddie has a serious pound, pound you trench warfare offensive lineman head. He does. I love it. All, all, all props to Eddie for it. So we'll wait to see what happens with that announcement before we talk too much about that. Now, we had mentioned that Elijah uh, Robinson had left A&M and this opened up the Don McKinley situation uh, quite a bit. So what's happened there is he visited A&M. I think it was an unofficial, although technically with the coaching staff change, he can take a new official visit to A&M. It's a weird rule that Gentry Williams took advantage of when um, Lincoln left. He came back in for an official visit uh, under uh, Brent Venables and then recommitted to OU. So McKinley is not an early enrollee. So he's saying now that he's going to sign in February, which good or bad for OU, I actually commend the kid for this decision, right? The place you were committed to has had all this disruption. You've got new schools reaching out to you. You can take unlimited visits. You're not enrolling early. And you're a, a five-star defensive tackle. You do not have to worry about scholarship slots. If someone's telling you, you got to sign with us in December or we don't have a spot for you, they're, they're just lying to you. Dom, if anybody tells you that, they're lying to you. No, everyone will have a spot for you in February. So, Caleb, he's going to take some time, and he's going to sign in February. OU's doing an in-home this week. Uh, Brent's using his in-home. And I think there's a chance so you can get him back on campus maybe in January, depending upon how things play out. However, obviously, this is giving a chance for other teams to get reinvolved. The defensive line staff at Syracuse are making a run. Tennessee's trying to make a big run. Um, I don't know quite because they have Rodney Garner, who is a longtime defensive line guru coach. He was at Auburn. He was at Georgia. He was back at Georgia. He was back at Auburn. Now he's apparently at Tennessee. He, the, the, the NFL defensive lineman Rodney Garner has recruited in coaching, has coached, is, is a long list. So Tennessee's throwing their hat in. LSU's floating around. Texas is trying to get back involved. It's just like OU. So the Don McKinley thing is not going to decide itself next week unless he, I, I guess, unless he just sort of panics and signs with somebody. But I don't see that happening. The other interesting piece of AM defensive lineman news is their other commit, who I didn't think was waving that much or wavering that much, but apparently is, is Dalen Evans. He's from Longview, Texas. He's a top 100 defensive lineman. Some people have him in the top 50. I can't say I've watched a lot of his film because he was never really looking at OU. We kind of mentioned that maybe OU would make a run of them, but we never heard anything. He's now, according to on3.com, saying that he's going to take an official visit to OU in January. Caleb, between this and the McKinley news, that this is kind of interesting that there's two elite defensive linemen still in play that OU could possibly pick up one of these guys uh, for February signing day. That's kind of not something I was really uh, seeing that was going to happen. Oh, boy. I mean, like the Christmas gift, the gift that would keep giving would be Don McKinley. Right, that's uh, in the famous. Yeah, uh, yeah. We love yeah. movie quotes, right, Uncle uh, uh, Cousin Eddie? It's like, ah, oh, that's the gift that keeps giving throughout the year, Clark. And that's you know, I mean, <laughs> if it's Don McKinley or a Jelly of the Month Club membership, 
I would probably take Dom. Uh, watched his senior tape. I want to talk a little bit about it with you. Like it's, he's listed at six seven. Let's say he's six six, right? I mean, hell, let's say he's a legit six five. Let's say he's really just six five. His and socks six five. And he's in socks. He's six five. Right. His ability to bend his knees and play with great pad level was astonishing in the senior film because you just don't really see that real often. You normally see guys as, oh, yeah, I'm bigger and I can, I don't have to play with great pad level. I can just kind of run through you and run around you and do those things. So seeing him play like that, I was just like, wow, that was pretty surprising. I mean, I, I do, I said this right. I, that would be being able to pull him would be so big because I think without a shadow of a doubt, even just being, uh, a summer guy, he comes in and plays in a rotation year one. He is that good. And I think even just after a summer of just doing nothing but eating and lifting weights, he's going to be, you know, he, PJ, Danny Okoye, it's like, hey, we want those guys getting off the bus first. Uh, and the thought that like, you know, you'd be able to maybe backdoor a, a, another Dalen Evans. I mean, Tell me the team that ever said we have too many defense. We have too many good defensive line prospects. Like that's a problem we have right now. Nobody. Yeah, I mean he's he's six five two eighty two seventy five. So he again fits in that mold of Stone, um, Nigel Smith, you know, McKinley. Just guys that you could they could be ends or they could be three techniques or you run them through a you run them through the the weight conditioning. Uh, car wash and they're they're six five three hundred yes. right and they're every day they're every down every down defensive tackle you know in that scheme yep. so it's it's odd it's if OU and it's nice actually OU's in a nice you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need Viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
position that if somehow they could almost play these two kids off each other a little bit, not in any weird way, but just, you know, just like, well, you know, if LSU takes one, like, okay, well, then we can maybe use that with Evans if McKinley chooses LSU. Because A&M is hemorrhaging talent. I'm not sure they're going to be able to keep uh, keep hold of either of these guys. Um, I, I don't even know. What, I don't even know what they're going to be able to do for a bowl game. They're they're down like twenty kids. Wow. It'll be like was it Kansas State and LSU? Whenever they fired Coach O, where LSU was out. Like I mean, just yeah, yeah, and, and they yeah. had nobody. It's they had like forty kids or something. It was. It's going to be bizarre. And and Elko and the new staff, the Florida guy. You know, he's a brand new coach. He's not from Texas. He hasn't been recruiting these these kids. Um. Florida was not a factor with any of these uh, pro with any of these kids, so it'll be interesting if OU can get Dalen Evans on campus. Uh, let's say McKinley decides he's going to stick with A and M, or maybe he's going to choose LSU. If you could make a run at Evans, and he would be your consolation prize um, as another top fifty defensive tackle added to the yeah. class, that would be defensive lineman. That would be that would I mean a guy who would be a categorical class. Headliner, you know, any time in the the previous five years would be. We're looking at him being the nice to add in this recruiting class. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 shocking because yeah, you you bring it up with Evans. Like you look at his, you look at him on the hoof. He's listed what is six four and a half and two hundred and seventy pounds. He looks. He looks like the type of guy. I'm not saying he's like a Fletcher Cox or though, you know, but I can remember when when uh, when Mississippi State signed, you know, like, uh, and who was who was the guy at uh, Chris Jones when they signed Simmons? Chris Jones and Fletcher Cox? So Chris both Jones, those right. guys coming out of high school were right there. They were listed as six four, two sixty, six four and a half, six five, two sixty, two seventy, and it's just that thing where you know, senior year of high school. That fall, you're 260, 270. By the end of your senior year, you're 280. You know, and by the time you get to a call, by the time you get through, you know, weight training and just doing everything, you just naturally grow into a 300 pound guy. And I think that's a good thing because you know it's just your natural weight by eating and lifting and doing things. You're not having to stress your system. Like it also lends to just having good body control and. Uh, you know, just playing a little bit more athletic and free. So, I mean, Daylon Evans is an interesting guy. I mean, it's uh, I'm with you. I was, I think he was locked into Texas A&M pretty early. Surprised, yeah, because he's an East Texas kid. Uh, you know, but I mean, gosh, for for Oklahoma to be able to get in on him, it would be maybe he's just taking visits. Who knows? But uh, we talked about this too, right? Like. If you're Oklahoma, these are if if you you never want to leave a recruiting calendar in this era with any visits left. If they're getting ready to reset, yeah, burn them all. wherever it is, burn because because even let's all. say Daylon Evans decides to stick with Texas A and M, there's you know potential that he transfers in a year or two. You know, doesn't like things with Elko. He wasn't originally committed to him, but you know liked A and M. Same thing with McKinley. Well, maybe they end up hitting the portal, and you can go to them and be like, "Hey, you've been here multiple times. We're still here. We've been winning. Come, come, be here." You know, so yeah, it's a uh, yeah. You never, you never know how these things will play out. So that's it. I'm not expecting any other drama on signing day. I've officially said that, Caleb. We're recording, which means we're going to have some drama on signing. We always do. I mean, I remember being at. 
my favorite pita place in Chicago having chicken shawarma. And somebody texted me that Orlando Brown is signing with OU in an hour. I'm like, who? who who's signing? They're like, Orlando Brown. I'm like, am, am I, isn't he like in the NFL? Isn't he like an offensive tackle in the NFL? Was, I think he retired, didn't he? He got hit with the flag? They're like, no, his son. Oh, are, are we recruiting him? It's like, so who knows? Who knows? Weird things can happen. It's I could rattle off a half dozen scenarios where something bizarre changes and somebody falls in OU's lap. Maybe somebody shows up on campus this weekend, as to your point, Caleb, right? Use your visits. Use your visits. Maximize your all the you it's your it's your favorite Wayne Gretzky quote, right? Mine's you you know you don't you, you skate to where the puck is going, not where it's been. Yours is you, you miss, miss every, every shot, shot you, don't you don't take. It's absolutely right. You don't take. It's exactly so, right. And so, so, so you, so you lose every visit you don't use. So, all right. So quickly, just some Under Armour game updates for everybody. We got the two All Star games coming up. We'll have times and dates of there, but just to let you know that Under Armour game, we'll have Daniel Akinkumi, Eugene Brooks. So we get to see some OU offensive linemen. Jaden Hardy. Uh, if OU has a chance at Dominic McKinley. He's got a bunch of OU guys he can talk to. Uh, Davon Mitchell will be there. It's fascinating to know how he looks against the seniors that he keeps getting underranked against. <laughs> and then David Stone is there. So David Stone and McKinley are going to be on the same D-line. That's not going to hurt. Um, I don't think a and going to have any other guys there. And then the NBC All-American game, Zion Reagans is in that game, which I think is could be – could be he could be fascinating if they could actually get him in the football because <laughs> his high school can't his high school can't get him the ball he has to play quarterback because nobody else can get him the football then Nigel Smith Taylor Tatum and Danny Okoye so that's four really strong names uh, in, in that All Star game and just a lot of you know for a class that's that's ten All Star players in two games that's that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty good uh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, numbers for this uh, recruiting class. Well, I didn't realize that many guys were going to be on camp well, on campus, but going to be at that game with Don McKinley and having guys like stone that have been on multiple visits with, with him been on campus at OU's campus multiple times when he's there. And then, and then, and then Mitchell Mitchell, who's like, you know, he's, he, I mean, he walks, I mean, he's just a guy, right? I mean, Mitchell's just a, a beast, right? I mean, you, 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 you want to be, I, I would I would want to be on Davin Mitchell's football team because I wouldn't want to not I wouldn't want Davin Mitchell hitting me or running for touchdowns against me. So, but uh, Hardy also Louisville, a lot of connections. Probably has been on visits as well with him. Um, and uh, uh, again, you got you got a couple of OU's best salesmen, I think, in David Stone and Davin Mitchell that he gets to hang around with. So, who knows. Uh, but I do like Zion Reagans being in that game, in the other game, because if they can get him the ball, uh, I think there's a chance that, you know, all of a sudden Reagans could fly up some rankings because you can get him just the football any way possible. I mean, he could be a, he, he could legitimately be a star in that game just by returning punts and kickoffs if they get him, if he can. So with his speed. So that's interesting. I think I'm, I'm more, more excited about the Army, the, sorry, the old Army game. I keep calling it the Army game. 
even though there's a separate army all-American game that's got different people in it. I hate that it's all been bastardized. Honestly, like in some ways, you I'm sure you remember this. I used to like the uh, like the old. I mean, there was like the Oil Bowl where you would get Texas and Oklahoma kids, and then there was the Calif there was the Cali Florida game, and so they took the kids from Cali like all state kids from California and Florida. This was like. God, you know, a long time ago, I guess, early 2000s, and they would play against each other. You know, I mean, like Davin Joseph and uh, guys played in that. I don't know. Those games were a little bit more, I don't know, it was just different, right? There was more, uh, it was more pride. pride. Yeah, it was because I mean, there was that big, who's better, California or Florida? So it was a pride thing. And obviously, Texas and Oklahoma, a big pride thing. And now it's just turned into a little bit like the senior bowl for high school kids. They're all going there trying to improve their recruiting ranking. One, it's like team, team power versus team turbo. I'm like, come on, really? Yeah. And, and, the, and the jerseys and the jerseys in the Under Armour game are, are an, an offense to it's like, it's like you you took a bottle of Mountain, four bottles of special flavored Mountain Dew, and just shook them onto a jersey to to create them. And they're they're terrible looking. So whatever. I'm sure they're getting pretty decent swag bags, though. I'm sure they are. So all right, that's high school recruiting. We got, we need to end the show and double back to the portal. All right. So there are a number of guys who are being reported by various services to being in Norman this weekend. Uh, Gito Vandemark from Michigan State, he's an offensive guard. He's also played some center. Our favorite name from last week, Fabeki Nawewu <laughs> from, from North Texas, also a guard. Oh, you bringing two guards, not the world's worst thing based upon other news. Um, can, and um, they both have two years, so that would have, that could help stagger some things out for OU. It's been, hey, look, like you said, you know, Vandermark, uh, he started or played multiple games at center. And Noway Wu, he started two games at right tackle. And he's really long. He's only 6'4", but he has long arms. So, I mean, hey, you know, you, you're trying to improve depth across, potentially, right, improve depth across your entire front. Like, what's the best way to do it is go get guys that can play multiple spots. And then we've – and then if, if there's one position, there's two positions we'll mention coming up that sort of need some, some resolution on. Um, but we'll talk about these kids first. So – OU's apparently having two tight ends with just brilliant names coming in this weekend. So we have Holden Stays from Notre Dame. He's actually from Atlanta, played at Atlanta Westminster, the prep school my wife went to. Um, So uh, just for irrelevant connecting details there. Uh, And he's he's 6'4", 6'5", 245. And you cannot play tight end at Notre Dame and not know how to block. It's impossible. He looks, I mean, he looks like you watch the, and it was his best game. So, of course, there's a bunch of highlights of it. But his NC State game, right? Uh, he, like you said it, like it, <laughs> there's certain things you can watch, like Notre Dame, offensive line and tight ends. They do such a good job, you know? Uh, and it's probably some of that has to do with like what they do there from a scheme standpoint. There's a lot of like just NFL and it's just a lot, it's just really good. But it looks so good and so clean. And he looks – he's one of my favorite tight ends in this class just because of, you know, you're, you're in a position where there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. You know, like, hey, does Caden Helms ever get good to go? I don't know, right? Whereas, you know, with Caden McIntyre, like, where is he? He broke his hand. How is he going to be next year, right? 
he needed to add weight. Yeah, he needed to add yeah. Weight. He, he's probably more of a flex guy. With, with stage, you're looking at it's like, hey, well, when you watch the film, you know he's coached really well and he's got experience. You know, in that sniffer role, he's got experience in line. He's got experience flexed, and he's played against power five comp and done well in all of those those spots. He would just be like, you'd feel really good about like, hey, we land that kid, probably got a starter at tight end. And then they're bringing another tight end who has a just again a brilliant name here. It is Bauer Sharp from is it Southeast Louisiana, yeah, right? He's like one of the most interesting guys because like on the hoof, million bucks. Like he looks fantastic, and he's a converted quarterback, like six five, two forty five. Uh, and you watch his stuff at Southeast Louisiana. <laughs> they put him like, hey, we're gonna run uh, like Wildcat with you. He's really He's the bell dozer. Yeah. He's he's the he's the bower. He's the bower dozer. I mean, it's hard to say because I guess he is playing like one double A comp, but he looks much he looks more athletic than Blake ever ever did. You know, Blake's more of like a, he's a big kid, he's a possession yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, Bower's taking these, you know, direct snaps and hitting the corner and going forty yards for a touchdown, and you're like, Okay, I can see why they'd look at him and be like, Oh, hey, we don't have any clue if Caden Helms is ever gonna play again. We want a really athletic move guy like Bower Sharp. Yeah, but we can't we got, I've only been we've only been able to Kyle, one of our guys has found found some some highlights of him. But we haven't found a highlight of him blocking or catching, right? We just—it's just running. Yeah. Kyle did—he did. Kyle did have a good little touche when I said that. I said that'd be nice to have some highlights of him blocking, and, and Kyle was like, "Yeah, not a lot of highlights of blocks." And it okay, that's fair. <laughs> touche, fair point. So that's the tight end game. We think Chris McClellan will be on campus, the UF defensive tackle. He's also talking about some other visits, visiting Colorado. So there was a lot of buzz that maybe OU was in the lead for McClellan. Things seem to have gone a little murkier there. So we'll, we'll see what's going on. That one is like, uh, you know, quote, oh, 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 George, you know, George W., right? Fool me once. Shame on, uh, shame on you. Don't get fooled again. Uh, fool, Don't get fool, fooled me, again. fool me twice. Uh, you, you can't fool me again. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's the thing with him. I worry about is you know the first time it went around, he was yeah. he just kind of screwed OU around, and then you know Riley leaves, and you'd think, okay, well, you know, I get it that he went to Florida. Well, he went to Florida when they had just fired their staff, and Napier came in, and Napier was taking anybody and everybody because that Florida team had just the roster and you know and and the class was just falling apart. He was taking everybody, and he chose that. And I've always wondered there has been this undercurrent of some guys, particularly the Tulsa area kids, that you would see. It was like I don't know. And I think every Oklahoma fan can yeah. you know, can understand what I'm saying here, where it was like there's some Oklahoma kids, it's like there's no state pride, and they think it comes off as it comes off from a distance as though like they feel they're better than Oklahoma. And they everything it gotta get out of this place, and I'm better than that. And I'll always gotta go somewhere else. And you would it's just what it felt like when he went to Florida. It was like, why are you choosing that? Like so Todd Bates and Brent Pittables are going to be in Norman and you're going to Florida. And uh, if you've seen Florida's 2024 schedule, like if, if there's a line in Vegas that, you know, Napier gets fired, like 
We're 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 loading we're loading all of our three sixty dot com budget yeah. in there. Six and seven, five and seven, and then they end like their last five games. It's like Georgia, Alabama, Texas. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, right? Uh, Florida, Florida, Florida State, State and they play Miami on the front end of the year. Like they're just they're, they're gonna it's gonna be hard. Wow, Cristobal could give them that game just out of pure pure jet pure generosity. That's true. He could just he could, he could he could be up yeah he could be up late and decide to run the ball instead of taking a knee. Well, actually, more like you know throw like a a double double pass screen. Is that uh, what it was? And they fumbled jets, it. Jets, jets. no, no, it was a straight run, but it was still. But but he's got to top that though, I mean, right? You, you can't make the well, same. The, you can't make the same the, mistake. No, well, Hedgley, he has done he that. Did. He has they, done that. They actually. pulled the field. You're right. You're right. Oregon, they were up late. <laughs> All they had to do was take a knee. There's like 30 seconds. It's like you know whatever it is, and they ran it and fumbled it, and they got beat. Like he's just man, that guy's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's all right. So, um. Two names to watch that have just recently hit the portal that OU coaches, I think, are following. One is Pearson, Person Toomey from Furman. Now, he's an offensive guard. Yeah, he's from Furman. All right. It's a good Chuck the Paladins, away. you know. He's a... The Paladins, which is a good nickname. Um, uh, he's a like a multi-year all-conference player. number of big Power 5 schools are looking at him. And then... At tight end, Ben Urasek from Stanford hit the portal, and he's Stanford for a while was like tight end U. So uh, be interested to track what's going on with him. There's been some misses. Jalen Conyers, Joe's Tech, Jaquan, I think I have that right, Jaquan Scott uh, from Southern Miss, chose Old Miss. That doesn't seem much of a stretch. A move <laughs> that's kind of annoying because uh, um, a, a move that's kind of annoying because oh, you didn't get their shot. And it's always like, do you go early? Do you go mid? Do you go late? It's kind of the portal. It's hard to know. Is Princely Princely Umalian, uh looks like he's choosing Old Miss and may not make his OU visit. We'll see. Maybe OU can convince him to come in. He'd have been a nice upgrade, nice fit at defense. They've got a pretty big little NIL bag they had built in for for someone else that was on campus that decided not to take it. So okay, um, that's certainly true. And Old Miss is in the. Is in the Walter Nolan race too, right? It looks like I, I mean I said this I think in our group chat. It was uh, you know you do see I think what the to me what the portals become is a couple of things. One, you know we talk about this right. There is this you know like you overvalue those things that you don't know a lot about, right? It's like that old saying, right? Like uh, <laughs> I don't want to say this, but uh, like with with. Yeah, I can say this. So with women, right? It's like, you know, with behind every beautiful woman, there's some dude that's tired of putting up with her crap. And, I, you know, you look at it from afar, and you're like, oh, boy. Well, if you knew every award, I think that's what we see a lot in the portal, like you see with South Carolina's top running back transferring out, and they go get Raheem Sanders, you know, and they're all pumped up about it. And it's like, well, you just traded a five for a five or a six for a six or whatever. And it's like there's, there's movement just for the sake of it. But then there's this other rung of the portal where I think you see coaches that are either trying to save their jobs, like Shane Beamer, right? Or uh, they are like Elaine Kiffin who are trying to get over this hump. And it's like I will never be able to recruit with Georgia or Alabama for the high school kids and develop them. My only shot is when one of these kids, like a Walter Nolan, whomever else, hits the portal, is I'll get with my collectives and try to get, you know, some guy that owns a, 
you know, uh, casino boat here to throw millions of dollars at this kid. And maybe that will get, you know, close this gap and get us there. Uh, and I think that's probably what you're seeing. I got the, I got the offense, right. I got the offense fine. I know how to score points, but I could just buy, buy a couple of D buy a couple. They're all saying it, you know, I mean, Josh Heupel, uh, Mark Stoops, uh, Lane Kiffin, all of them. After every one of those games, you can pull up the sound bites when when Alabama and Georgia roll in the town and kick their ass or have, right? The one thing they turn to them, they all say, like, what do you have to do to close the gap? Like, that question gets asked every time. And every answer is, we got to get better. Our roster is not good enough. We've got to get better. We got to get better players, you know? So, and that's, I'm sure that's true. I always find it interesting when college coaches say that, you know, because like the whole Parcells thing, right? Like, well, if you're going to ask you to cook the meal, you ought to at least get to pick the groceries. And it's like, well, college, you do. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's in theory. In theory. In theory. In theory. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, yeah. I, I think that's probably what you're seeing there. I think it is a loss. He's probably one of the more unique guys for me, though, because and I mentioned this right in our, you know, I thought he was going to the NFL. He has enough. I thought he had enough juice to go NFL. Yeah, I wonder what some of that stuff comes back at because this is true. His highs are really high. And you watch, he's got a lot of – he has – this past year was a good year. TFLs and sacks, right? I think he had over 10 tackles for loss and like six, six and a half sacks or whatever it is, maybe seven. So he had a good year. But you watch and you want to talk about like a motor that runs hot and cold, that would be princely. There's you can find oh, okay. you can find a clip like where I mean people were pretty brutal and rightfully so from like the bowl game that you know they had against Oregon State where I think it was Oregon State that kick you know beat them pretty bad and and there's a, there's a play where like he just kind of stands there and stops like just I don't care like go you know just put me over and go in I'm I'm not gonna play hard so it's one of those deals like for purists and I'm a bit of a purist I look at that and it's like man like if you don't have it in you and another guy's trying to kick your ass to bow your neck up and not let him do it. Like, you know, I, I kind of know a lot of, I know a lot yeah. about you. Like I know when it gets really hard, I know, I don't, I know I'm not looking to you, you know, I ain't trusting you. It's the reason why you're five and seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, Hey, you, you recruit some of your own problems, right? It's like, Hey, we see big athletic guy. I think there's a kid at miss. I'm sorry. At Georgia tech. I think his name's Simmons, big six, six, 265 pound defensive end. Oklahoma's followed him. And, uh, I know they're kind of trying to get him. Is it Canard? Is yes, it Canard? that's right. Canard. Canard? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. and then there's a kid out of Utah tech, six, four, two sixty that, you know, I think led one double a in sacks. I just, you know, uh, those guys like that, when when you see those moments again, like I immediately go to like, if you're doing that, you know, I don't know if I can trust you. Well, we'll see how it shakes out. I will say, I I like where OU is at tight end. I I, I you know I think the they can get stays, or, and um, I, if they want to take a, a ring a flyer on Bauer Sharp, I'm I'm, I'm all down for the Bauer dozer. <laughs> um, the our, our new our new uh, offense to keep Jackson Arnold from getting any, taking too many hits. Um, but Caleb, it, without saying something, I'll say something. It sure looks like OU is waiting for something to occur at defensive tackle in the portal. Yeah. Their lack of, they're being aggressive everywhere. And they have, and McClellan's the only guy they've even come close to bringing in or, 
have really been mentioned with heavily, and they need at least... And the McClellan thing to me feels a little bit like Brent just holding true to his belief of in-state talent. In-state. He's an in-state kid. We'll give him a run. We'll give him a run. He's an in-state kid that's really close with all these Tulsa kids we have on the roster. We'll give him a shot. But other than that, they, they did make a run at the Harvard and the, the other the other Ivy Penn, League guy. Slapping. yeah. He's he's good. I, I was surprised by that. He's, you know, he's he's a good looking kid. They, they didn't make a, did make a run at either of those guys. They didn't make it. I don't think they pushed for Harmon, the big guy from Mich- Michigan. No, State. yeah, that one's been maybe super the, surprising. And maybe there's a Michigan maybe maybe there's a Michigan State quota that we're unaware of, and they're they're gonna they're gonna max it out with with uh, Brown and 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 Vandermark. So maybe they're like, no, 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 sorry, we can only take we're only allowed to take two guys from Michigan State. Why? I don't know. It's just it's just a rule. It's you know. Just a, it's it's a rule we have. Oh, okay. So they're not looking at him. Um, the Houston guy that came into the portal is statistically interesting, but I can't remember hearing his name during the season. Uh, he's from South Carolina, Caldwell. Oh, really? No. Oh, the running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking. No, no. The, the the big defensive the big defensive tackle from South Carolina plays for Houston. Oh, okay. No, yeah, same thing. I same thing. I've seen people get, and I think I've seen some people say on social media, "Hey, Oklahoma may get involved here." Uh, he's interesting. He's a big kid. He's <laughs> he reminds me of Ron White, though. The neighborhood Ron White says he was uh, anywhere between five ten or six three, depending on what convenience store he was leaving. And uh, he's that kid's a little bit similar. He's listed anywhere between six one to six four. Yeah, he's Jamari Caldwell. Yeah. And I just don't remember Houston. I just don't remember Houston. Like I don't remember anybody mentioning his name. Now we didn't play Houston, so obviously my I didn't watch a whole lot of Houston football other than I saw the Hail Mary pass they pulled off to beat West Virginia, Same. and and saw that they were they gave Texas much more of a game than I thought they were going to. But I can't remember everyone saying, "Oh, this guy's great. He's like old Big Twelve. He's." He should be. He should. You know, he's, he's doing a great job. At, you know, he's on a bad defense, but he's playing well. No, so. yeah, like you know that know. Dante, that Corleone at Cincinnati, he got that. You know, he was like, "Hey, Cincinnati's not great this year, but this Corleone, you know, uh, I think they had another kid. He, you know, everybody knew they were really good players, and you didn't see that with Houston. Like I'm similar. I, I watched a handful of their games. You didn't see him talked about a lot. So I, I've been surprised." By some of that chatter as well, uh, but I've probably been more surprised that you know the the Harmon kid out of Michigan State that that Oklahoma hasn't taken a look there because you know he's a he's a big kid and again so similar right played uh, he's got two years left played two years at Michigan State uh, again it's a it's a line of scrimmage league and uh, he's he's been one of their one of their uh, better interior players so I've been really surprised yeah it just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying and I'm not saying, but it, it seems like OU is waiting for something to occur portal wise. I know what you're saying. It's, it's either, it, either they're waiting portal wise or I think that's the assumption is that there's, there's, they think there's going to be someone or they've talked to someone that's talked to them about entering or potentially they look at it and they think if we can get what we've got, you know, if we get uh, Terry and, Lacey to return. We've got David Stone, and let's sell out and get Don McKinley. We feel like we've got you know the 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 workings. We'll go to the, we're going to go, we're going to get the young guns ready, right? Yeah. We're going to go. I don't know, and that's and, and maybe we, and they got strong on Sanders as well, right? And 
You still have Halton. Um, obviously, Gilliam hit the portal as as he probably should have. He needed a change of pace for new start. He's for had him, some good. He's had guess. some good offers rolling. I'm, I'm really. I was excited for the kid. He's had a number of power five offers. I think Vatek. I think I think Vatek makes a lot of sense for him. Right, he's from that part. Yeah. Of if he want, if he wants to go, if he wants to go back home, that would be an interesting uh, spot for him. So, but all in all, we're kind of waiting for something more at D line to happen. We'll see what happens. So, all right, it's. Uh, I think that's wrapping up everything we have right now for the portal and high school recruiting. We will probably try and do a quick update early next week, and then. Save all of our big updates for Wednesday on signing day. Keep an eye out for our plans about signing day in terms of what we think we're going to be able to accomplish. Um, uh, you can follow me on X. I'm CM underscore Sooner360. Uh, I am on the 360.com website all day posting updates. I just posted a 2025 um, prediction which I'm getting some grief about because I put three offensive tackles in there that are highly rated <laughs> and I'm getting abused by our, uh, several posters are abusing me saying, are you, what are you out of your mind? There's no way Bill can pull this in. I'm like, well, guys, right now, December 13th, 2023, OU's trending for these guys. I don't know what to tell you about what will happen on sign 12 months from now, but that's the reality of where we are. So. O-line thing's interesting. You and I talked about this, and I, I joked about this in the chat, right, when people got all mad. And I texted and said, anybody remember uh, Brandon Keith and Akeem Millington? I'm just curious, you know, because it was – I mean, it was Akeem Millington, right, starting left tackle, uh, and he quit as they started, like, fall camp and decided, you know – Wheaton, from Wheaton, Wheaton, Illinois. He tried to come back, and they famously threw all this stuff out and said, you know – no, <laughs> don't come back. And then Brandon Keith, signee from out of high school for OU, went to NEO Juco, did well, showed up and like quit. And was going to be starting right tackle. And it was like, and he and Brandon Keith played yeah. in the NFL for a couple of years. I think, I don't know if. He went to Northern yeah. Iowa. He went to Northern Iowa, then he went to. Cardinals. Yeah, I don't know if Akeem ever did. So, But I mean, that's just to, to raise the point of like, I don't know, maybe sometimes it's a good thing. Living on rate, the I don't want to say it's a good thing living on the razor's edge of like, ugh. but when you've got talent, I do think sometimes it it when it's like burning the boats, right? It's either we get it and you're good, right, or not. And like that old saying, right? Like treat a man not as he is, treat a man as as you want him to be, and he will become that man. Sometimes there's maybe some of that in there. It's like, look, we have to have you. Like, you know, Heath Ozetta, heard great things about you. You know, you're big, you're as athletic, you know, you're as big and as athletic as athletic as Caden Green. If not, he might move his feet maybe a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe it comes down to like, we got to have you. So get locked in and become that guy. Don't know if it'll work, yeah. but it's, uh, you know, I would say, said this a million times and said this long before we ever thought Caden was going to leave is this, this year was always going to be about the portal on the offensive line. It's, it's paying, you're paying for the crimes of the past with trying to get some guys in that have some experience because you, you undersigned and you, and you just lose kids evaluations on the field, off the field, whatever. That's right. So 
So that's our last bit of O-line recruiting news. Eddie Pierre goes on Friday. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll have updates on that as soon as I have any news about where he decided to go. And we hope you enjoyed part one of this podcast. And we've got part two if you're interested in hearing our overly aggressive thoughts on OU handling their SEC schedule. Thanks, everyone, for listening and subscribing. Please take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.